Uh, right, what we're going to do next up, of course, we're going to chat to Zippo Sikakane, uh, and she will come on and give us some advice about how you need to get your mindset right, I would think, right after this. The issue of a teachers leaving the country because they, there's a promise of a big pay then. How do you make sure that teachers remain content? So this is an issue that we're facing in America as well. I think it's a global issue in a lot of different places. Um, and I think it goes back to not just recognizing and celebrating teachers on certain holidays. We join the profession because we want to make a difference. At the same time, it has to be a job that is sustainable for us. We have to make enough money to live. We have to make enough money to support our own families. Sydney Shafe, American Teacher of the Year. Monday to Friday, 9 to midday, the talking point on SAFM. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. Right, so we. Well, one day, two days in, we've started a new feature called The Innovators uh, and dealing with, with innovation. And it could be a person, it could be an idea, it could be a product, but basically all things where you know there's definite innovation taking place. Now, maybe there's innovation in the cricket field because South Africa is beating Zimbabwe by 34 runs and, uh, and Imran Tahir again has a certain innovative play of uh, innovator, innovative way of playing uh, one-day cricket, of course, uh, and he's been man of the match once again. Okay, So... Onto the other parts of innovation, because innovation is the one thing that that the country desperately needs. Basically, what I'm saying is good, bright ideas to solve today's problems, not yesterday's ideas to solve today's problems, because it's just not going to work. Uh, Zippo Sikakane is with us. I've chatted to her often enough before. She's once again on the line. Thanks for your time, Zippo. I appreciate uh, you giving off your time with us. Of course, of course. It's a pleasure, Ashraf. It's been a long time. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Absolutely. Right. Now, I understand that, I mean, one of the things that I picked up today, I mean, you, you, give, you give lots of talks, of course, right? And there's a yes. particular talk that you're delivering right now. And, and the gist of it, of course, is just thinking very, very differently, right? Uh, what, yes. what is that talk titled? Yeah, I mean, the main thing around there is, you know, how do you start being in a space where you can actually disrupt yourself and look at the wisdom that's surrounding us so that you can cope with the, with the difficult times that we're going through right now? Because I think that's the challenge, right? Everyone is trying to figure out how do I cope with all this disruption that's happening and the uncertainty in the world. And that's the essence of what I'm focusing on at the moment. So, so I mean, just to recap, when we talk disruption in... Yes. In in uh, in many communities, it sounds like a negative word. In marketing speak, disruption yes. is, is very, very positive, yes. right? And the Ubers yes. and the Airbnbs are classic examples of disruption. And you're yes. suggesting one thing is looking at how they've disrupted, but you can actually disrupt yourself. So, so how, how, how do you, what does it mean? Basically, knock, knock off your existing paradigms and replace it with new paradigms to make yourself what? More, more effective? Yes, yes, because the main thing is that part of the reason we're seeing all the challenges we're seeing right now, right, is a lot of uh, people or organizations, et cetera, they've been disrupted by forces that are from the outside. And all I'm saying is that to be able to survive, you have to look inside and say, so what can I do to disrupt myself? Whether it's shifting my level of thinking, whether it's challenging old habits that I've always had, how do I think about disrupting myself so that it's not someone else? who wakes me up to the changes that I should be making to keep up with the complex world that we live in right now. So, so is, is there a way to do just that? First of all, do you, do you think a person needs to want to disrupt themselves? That means they need to have that yes. first conversation about why should exactly. I do so in the first place? Definitely, definitely. Because I guess the challenge you see is that a lot of people don't think that they should be disrupting themselves. And the risk is that, that you see is that if you don't do that, someone else will disrupt you, right? And I think it was Einstein who said, you know, if we solve problems with the same level of thinking that we had before, we won't get anywhere. 
And it's the same thing to say, so how do I shift my level of thinking so that I'm ready for the new world? I'm ready for the new challenges that the world is facing out there. I mean, if I tell you what I'm seeing in business right now, so everyone is, the economy is really difficult. There's a lot of uncertainty in South Africa. So you see a lot of the big companies or people in organizations, they're trying to figure out what do I do, right? And, but they keep going back to the old formulas, right? So let's reduce costs. Let's optimize this and optimize that. Instead of saying, but what if we change that playing field altogether and see what the future then looks like? And that, for me, is why it's a big theme that we need to focus on mm-hmm. going forward. All right. I also welcome callers. If you wish to uh, want to engage with the Zippo Sikakana, you certainly can do that. And here's the question. How do you disrupt yourself? Basically, uh, and part of the theme of some things you're speaking about in the past is like finding sources of, of wisdom in in yes. business, in your careers. I mean, it's new ways of thinking, right? So how, exactly. how does one go about it? So if we say, okay, we're going to disrupt ourselves, and everybody's like fired yes. up, right? How, what are the steps that one needs to take? It's a couple of things, right? I think the first one is understanding that there's a lot of untapped or unrealized uh, opportunities that a lot of us haven't gone after. I'll give you an example in, in, in just in general, something that's very close to me, which is the fact that a lot of how we think about life and how we've led about lead, to think about leadership of ourselves and others, it's driven by a certain energy, right, that we've all existed in in the past. It's gotten us to this point. It doesn't really work. So then when you say, what do I know about that energy, right? A lot of it is driven by masculine energy as it is. What happens if you start looking at the more feminine energy of doing things, of coping? Because actually research shows that that drives innovation, that drives creativity, which is what we need right now, right? So we're talking about innovation. We're talking about innovators. Mm. And research actually shows that if you focus more, it's called the anima energy, right, which is a more feminine energy of leading versus the animus, which we all used to because obviously that's the school, that's the book, um, what actually happens. And you find that things like, you know, being able to be spontaneous, uh, being driven by emotion and intuition, those are the things that drive creativity. Those are the things that drive innovation. Those are the things that come from the feminine energy, which, by the way, we all have. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female. It's just that we need to learn how to tap into it. And a lot of us don't because, again, we default to the old habit pattern of the mind. So that's one of the ways to get started, to say, if you look at how the world has been treating us now, where are the gaps in terms of our thinking? And what have we defaulted to? What have we conformed to? Let me therefore go and challenge it and see what comes out on the other side. And can you do this on your own or, or do you need help? It depends. It depends. I think it's very hard to do it on your own. I mean, this is what I'm seeing now. This is why I give the, the talk on this and I spend around a lot of workshops for organizations on it because it's very hard, right? It's very hard because when you're existing in an ecosystem already that's operating in, an, in a way that's outdated, it's very hard to change things. There's a reason why, you know, to even drive organization, to drive innovation, people do it in like a small hub in the, in the side of the organization, not in the, in the center of it. Mm. Even when I was in Silicon Valley, so I did my MBA at Stanford, and, you know, companies would move their, their companies to, to Silicon Valley because that's the only way they felt like they could be in the heart of innovation, which enabled them to go even though they could have just stayed in other parts of the world, but they're basically saying, I'm missing out on the opportunity. So you need to be, to be, close, to the, you need to be close to the action in that case. You have to be close to the action from that perspective. And that's why it means with the same mindset to say, I think if you're struggling as an individual to say, I want to be an innovator, I want to be, you know, be more creative, find disruptive solutions, then go to the spaces where, you know, you can be surrounded by people who think that way. If you're struggling to do it on your own, as an example, go to a workshop or a talk that talks about it. But put yourself in the space where you don't have a choice but 
to experience and to feel disruption happening all around you. But here's the thought. You speak about the workshops you delivered. I know you do many of them, right? And, yes. and, and of course, people are inspired and they make notes and say, I'm going to do something. Do you know yes. what extent of people listen in at a workshop and then takes action directly as a result of that workshop? Yes, yes, yes. I think that the big thing is while the workshop is happening, it's important to already start talking about actions, right? So I'm not a believer in, you know, let's go and let's talk, it's nice, it's great, and everyone is excited and you don't do anything about it. So I think it's important to already for yourself, you start saying, so what am I taking and what am I going to do differently starting now, not tomorrow, not on Monday? What is the one thing, a very, very small thing? So one of the things I'm very passionate about is that you have to have an execution bias towards life. And I think that's what get into, it gets in the way for most of people when they're trying to innovate. They don't get to execute. They spend years thinking about it, and they've got this beautiful idea that will disrupt everything, but they don't do anything about it. And one of the core reasons why I exist is I'm just trying to get people to just do stuff because only then can we really get to the kind of innovators that... And, and uh, is there the a trigger to get like people that. to do something? Because you're right, just so many people have great ideas or even bad ideas yes, or whatever, absolutely. but, but, but the worst is those that just don't act on that, isn't it? So is there a trigger, exactly. you know, that, 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 that one can borrow and say, okay, this is what you need to be doing if you're not doing it? Exactly, exactly. And I think it's one of those which you need to be comfortable with failure, right? And you need to be comfortable that things might not work out. Because the challenge, the reason why we don't do anything is we worry that, but it's not going to work, or what if it fails, or I don't know, so then we don't do anything about it. But if you shift the mindset and you say, well, my goal is to try, rather try and fail, but don't fail to try, then all of a sudden the world looks very, very different. Because, I mean, we talk about the Ubers, the Facebook, you Mm. know, the Airbnbs, all of these companies, in the beginning, many people thought their ideas were ridiculous, myself included. But the moral of the story is look at where they are. Why? Because they tried, and guess what? It happened to work. If they didn't try, someone else eventually would have tried and become the Uber or become the Facebook or the companies that we're seeing today. And I think that's why for me it's important to start with the mindset and say, okay, fine, so what can I do to lean into this wisdom, to get it from others? It doesn't matter where you get it. But then what am I going to do to change my mindset so that I can do something about it, not just talk about it? Yeah. All right. And and just your your thoughts. I mean, I spoke about the the, the need for innovation, even as a as a yes. country, right? Uh, yes. And and there are many issues. I mean, we have issues about the, the economy. How yes. how do we how do we get switched on to to think solutions as opposed to problems all the time? Yeah, and and that's a that's a big one. It's a very something that's very close to my heart. Yeah, I'll give you a very big, good example in the South African context. So we've got a very high number of unemployed youth. Okay. And we also have a high number of youth looking for jobs, okay? And I keep asking myself, why are we not creating jobs, as an example? So if you cannot find a job and it's been three years and you're walking around looking with a CV, et cetera, why don't you change it around and say, I'm going to create a job? And how, how am I going to figure that out? What's the business idea that three of us could get together? And we end up actually creating jobs for ourselves and hopefully others as we grow. So I think that's what our economy needs, uh, especially from a shift perspective. I also think, I'm just using the youth as an example. If you think of our economy, we've been doing things a certain way for a couple of decades now. What has the youth voice brought to the table? Are we bringing it to the table? Because we need a different voice, but is it being allowed in conversation? Is it being represented in the key decision-making forums that are very senior uh, in our country, whether it's politics or or business, etc.? So that's what I mean. I think we really have to challenge the way that we're doing things 
as a country right now and ask ourselves to say, but have we actually given voices to certain people we haven't heard? Uh, but then also, what are they doing to empower themselves? Uh, so that they can shift their mindset. Okay, well, there you are. We can leave it at that. Feel free to, to tweet along the things you've just mentioned so we can amplify it, hashtag SAFM Viewpoint, and hopefully we'll have another chat around innovation, yeah. thinking, and just great ideas sometime yeah, down yeah, the yeah. line because that's the big saviour, not necessarily even entrepreneurship. Innovation is the key. Yeah. Zippo Sikakane, thank you for your time. She's also the CEO and the founder of the EMZ Advisory Group, and, of, uh, of course, she's a global speaker and business strategist. Just follow her as well on YouTube. You'll pick up a lot of things that she just said, right? Time now for our late night drama.